Hello and welcome back everybody to a brand new edition of the Jocks and Docs Show. Um, this is the Docs and Jocks the docs and jock show oh this is the man doc show uh, i got that wrong already one uh, of them it's been a long time it's been three years so i kind of forgot the name in the last three years but um we are the jocks and doc show and uh with us today i have uh you know some very special guests um my guests my cohorts i guess you guys are guests you guys are Your guests day one i guess the day one day ones my day, my day ones, my partners, the, the my, AAA association, my sports is the AAA association. I like that one. Um, but okay, well, I am the first day, and I am your host, Simon Khalid. Uh, your second day, you guys have to decide. It's either us or their Adi, and the third I'm, day I'm, is. I'm, def- I'm definitely the bulk of the group, so I think I'll take the middle. <laughs> I'll take the second day. I can be the third day. You're a, you're a little. I'm a little capitalized day though, so you guys can be. Big. I bet I bet third because I'm the hitter. The hitter, um, and and I'll, I'm in the one in between the brothers. I'm basically negotiating the entire time. It's yeah, good practice. Since we were always fighting, apparently, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's been a long three years. So why don't you guys give our listeners, whoever's listening, uh, our one listener maybe. Um, a little, a little detail about what you guys have been up to these past three years, and uh, what's your plans for the immediate future. Well, first of all, thank you for listening, one listener. Uh, I'm pretty much in the same spot I've been, so I mean that's my update. What do you mean? Where is that? <laughs> where is that? <laughs> the listener doesn't know where. Where, you where are you working next year? <laughs> No, next year I'm here. I'm st- I'm still here. Like, I haven't gone anywhere. Why don't you uh, tell you us your Why don't you tell us your name? What you do? Uh, why don't so my you name rehash, is I'm a, I, rehash. My name is Asad. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I bring the uh, the docs to the Jocks and Docs group, uh, which I also just realized we're the J and D show, and we J-D's. have two new JDs now. So it's like a triple entendre. Entendre, oh, right? Kind of. This is true. That's what we do. But, that was the whole, that was the whole, <laughs> the play on, the play on. Well, I'm name. Adi. I'm the, I'm the middle A. My name is Aditya Patel, and I just graduated from Emory Law School with the JD. You didn't even and, let uh, us finish. Um... No, no, go for it. Go for it. They know me. <laughs> I, I stayed on Twitter. Yeah, I, I think our, I think our viewers want us to get on with it. And uh, Aman, why don't you introduce yourself? Um, I'm Aman. I also just graduated from law school uh, recently. I will be taking the uh, bar in Texas and probably working here for a little bit, but hopefully can continue doing some sports-related stuff. Um, you know, hopefully continue doing this podcast with these two idiots over here. Um, can I say idiots on this podcast? Well, I, I think I think we can say whatever we want, right? But yeah, you guys are. Are we, idiots, are we still a family right? show? <laughs> I don't think we've ever been a family show. We should probably think, stay stay a family show. I think it's more work to get that explicit I don't label. Think, I don't think we've ever been a family show, but I mean, I do it for the fam, the family. Can we start cursing now? I I mean, it's up to you. I mean, this is the first episode back, so we can make a decision um, right now. 
like in this, in the first five minutes of the show, what we want. Let's just, let's see how it goes. Okay. Well, fuck. I, All right. There you go. <laughs> I guess I'm in an adult show. Um, but for uh, for you know, we're finally coming back, so I I thought we'd just give a kind of an update on how um, this podcast is going to be structured in the future. Uh, we're probably going to shorten the length of these podcasts. We're still going to focus on injuries, but probably going to take a broader view on sports and sports discussion and um, incorporate more guests. So many times, right? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, we're, we're going to try making these podcasts more digestible. We're going to try making them more topic specific, uh, make it easier for the viewers to, you know, grasp and, you know, understand the concepts. Nobody wants to be hearing about, you know, medical prognosis, diagnoses and prognosis is, um, unless you do, then let us know. And I'd be happy 40, to tell you. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think you might be the only one who wants to do it for 45 minutes. I'm pretty sure Adi got disconnected from this. Uh... No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm he's, here. he's here. He's here. No, okay. he's just. Uh, he's just excited because James no, Harden I, well, I'm, named I'm, MVP. I'm, I'm relishing in the glory that you know Daryl Morey is the executive of the year and James Harden is the most valuable. Yeah, player breaking news. Breaking news. Get so, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just basking in. You know, we didn't win the championship, but a lot of validation for those two guys. You know what I mean? This season. Was there ever a question though that Harden was going to win this MVP? Man, there was not a question, but until now, that's always been held against him, especially after last year. I, it, it, it's Let's like, be real. It, he should have won last year too, right? Yeah, and I mean, more than anything, it's a, it's an unusual case where it's accumulation MVP, and it's this year he deserved it. So, I mean, it's a... I feel good for him and everything he's done. I mean, remember when they first traded him? There were legitimately people... They were the pissed. Who, who Houston were pissed. Who yeah. not worth the max, et cetera, et cetera. They, there were people the, arguing that Jeremy Lamb was a better prospect. It was, I mean, and then <laughs> even then, you know, after that season with Dwight Howard, I think we know four teams in, in four seasons who the who the real cancer in the locker room was now. I think even know? after, uh, not last year, but the year before that, after game <laughs> six, there was plenty of doubts. Yeah, I mean... The, he look. He's not LeBron, but he's he he doesn't have the physically imposing body that's just going to allow him to did you do exactly what he wants exactly. But I mean, he's in the next tier of superstars, and I'm but he's he's he got is. skills that LeBron doesn't have too. Yeah, that's I mean, what everyone says. LeBron is just so physically imposing that it's impressive. But LeBron can't do some of the stuff that he does. He does, yeah, he doesn't I mean, have the handles. He doesn't have the shot, right? He doesn't have the ability. Oh, I guess he does have the ability to draw contact. But I mean, Harden's Harden's a special player, like in his own and, right. And I remember, like, I used to argue with Amon three years ago when Steph Curry and Clay would take step back threes and they would hit them. That I would be like, it's a bad shot. And Amon's like, it's a good shot if they're making forty percent of them. I'm like, it's a bad shot. But like, I mean, he's right. And now are you he's you're wrong. Wait, are you saying you were wrong? Yeah, yeah. I was wrong. I was this is your first. And, and uh, <laughs> is this the first on-air <laughs> apology? Well, well, I mean, I'm just saying James Harden hit 44 percent on his step back threes this year. <laughs> it's just insane. That's just an insane number. 44 percent on step back threes. Yeah. And he took more than, I think it was what 30 other teams. Basically. I guess the real question is, is it going to be enough to to carry them to a championship? Right? Because I mean, you can win all the MVPs, but if you can't beat the Warriors, Man, I mean, I think they can beat the Warriors. It's just an injury thing. Is 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 it? I mean, it's who knows. I I think there's no point of even talking about next year's roster, 
because we don't even know what's going to happen in the next week or so. So there's no, there's no point in even delving into it. Do you do you think it's possible for Harden to win another MVP? I'm just thinking, like how much, how better of a season could he have had? So I, 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 so yeah, so I guess what you're saying is 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 this Harden's peak, and I think I think I mean, he still has. Yeah. I still think he has a, 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 a mini level up to go. I wouldn't say like where he where is now he compared to, to, to two years from now. I mean, I think I think uh, I think turnovers. I definitely think the more he works with Chris, the, uh, the more familiar they are with the offense. A year or two of Chris with him, I think the turnovers go down. I really think I think he sees the floor better. You know, that's that stuff that comes with age, right? Like Chris Paul had a lot more turnovers when he was twenty seven, twenty eight. Than he than he does now at thirty three, and James Harden um, is still not even thirty yet, and uh, I think I think less turnovers. Maybe he'll maybe his shot will improve a little bit. I mean, I I definitely think that his conditioning has improved this year from last year. So I could so I could see him continue his conditioning. But I mean, honestly, I think I mean, there's no point without because I'm saying I hope we keep the the team intact. But I have no idea. They could go trade Eric Gordon tomorrow for all I know. What, would, no it, what would it take for the league to recognize Harden again? Would I it think, take I think, another, another number one? I mean, that's what I'm saying. What could he possibly do that was better than this he's season? He's got to win a championship. Triple double? He's, he's, he's got to win a championship. That's it. That's how, that's how it goes. You know, once you've hit that Charles Barkley, Carl but, Malone. I mean, that's that won't even phase. be considered... And the MVP discussion. I mean, it's a regular season award. So, like, yeah. No well, well, well what I'm saying, what what I'm saying is, like, you got to put him in the category of Barkley and Malone as dominant players of their time who won MVPs who never won championships, right? Until he and does it, yeah. Until he does it. So, like, there's nothing else. He like, no one's questioning anything about him. I think at this point, besides the championship thing. And again, let's be honest. Like, people are really overplaying it. How precipitously close. You know, if if Chris Paul didn't turn his ankle around, we could be talking about James Harden right now as where where we'd be talking about Kevin Durant. Hamstring. I mean, his hamstring. Sorry. Yeah. So that's how you know it's a cruel twist of fate. It's. It, it, I mean, they could have very well lost those two games too, no doubt about it. But I mean, it's just look, we we're overestimating the fact that no team, every team in the league has won in the playoffs has won three games against. The Warriors in the playoffs in the last two years, and we've won three games against them. So I mean, like it's it's if someone's gonna do it, I like I it, I think it, the status quo it needs to be proven. So if the Celtics or Sixers are gonna do it, they're gonna need to be proven because they have fatal flaws that happen. And obviously, wherever LeBron goes, so it's I think it's still the Rockets or bust as far as who can, if anyone can win a title next year besides the Warriors, unless something drastically changes. I also want to just say for the record, since we were kind of off air for the Chris Paul injury, him coming back after that hamstring strain would have been a huge stretch. Like a huge, and no puns aside, uh, that was like, it, it was low, that was a low likelihood of him coming back for game seven too. I mean, even if he did come back, uh, I, don't, I don't know how effective he would have been. So yeah, that's... I, that's... I don't, think, I don't think any reasonable person's questioning him. It's, everyone knows at this point in his career, if Chris Paul even had like a twenty percent go, he would have done it. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and when we talk about the MVP, it, there's always like this discussion of like of 
the of the award being more of a uh, of a, more of a regular season award, um, as opposed to like being the actual best player in the league. So let me let me pose this question to you. LeBron's a free agent. He has seven days, I think now. We all know to uh, opt into his contract. If the if the decision comes down to LeBron coming to Houston, but LeBron saying, "Look, I want to build my own team in Houston. I don't want what's ever here. I don't want the pieces here." Are you willing to get rid of Harden for LeBron? No, 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 no not at all. Not at all. I mean, at they, this they point, at this point, LeBron wouldn't... outside of Cleveland is a rental player, right? And You're not, not keeping LeBron any... long term. Not only that, this team has already proven they can snap. They can go toe to toe with Warriors. They've already proven that. Uh, the, everything else, you can't like LeBron. You can't even prove it without Kyrie. That's so true. let me, so let me, let me take it one step further. Then, so LeBron says, "Look, we'll trade Harden for Kawhi." Now you're basically trading Harden for LeBron and Kawhi. Are you saying as a too fan? Much no, there's too much franchise loyalty. I think the owner too much franchise loyalty. See, I think I think I personally think Maury is sitting here. I I think there I think there's a a conceivable path in the offseason where James Harden is not on this team. Impossible. We should go to the next subject. Impossible. Impossible. And here's here's my argument because LeBron could choose to come to Houston. And say he could do the exact same thing he's doing with the theories in LA, and say I'm coming to Houston and trust in Maury to make it work for him and to build a team for him. And and I could personally see him saying, "Look, I don't want Harden on this team. I'd rather get rid of this guy and get." Why would he say that? Though? Wait, wait, why? You have no evidence of that. They love each other. Why would he say I'm that? I'm just saying yeah, it's why? not evidence. Harden it's, is the best. Harden is the best passer in the league. Like, it's a, it's a, I I think. I don't think the two can coexist, uh, or at least I don't think. Are we LeBron... really having coexist battles after after what happened? With sure, and I, sure, and I Next. think LeBron. Is... Next. Okay. Next subject. I no. Someone, someone, chime in from the audience and tell him why he's wrong, please. Did not, well, it's just simply, it's just not going to happen. He's too important to the owner, to the coach. Plus, the offense and him are just so integrated. That I think individually he brings more value than LeBron. Now I get what you're saying that with LeBron and Kawhi it'd be different, but if 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 you're saying that all we're giving up is Harden, and in return we're getting LeBron and Kawhi, Kawhi or whatever, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi. <laughs> um, if, if if we're just giving up Harden and getting those two back. They're going to take a very hard look at that. I'm not going to lie. But that's not how it's going to shake down. And that's they're not going to do that. Even if it's Harden and uh, Gordon, I wouldn't do that. If it was Harden and Paul, I wouldn't do that. I, I mean, it can't be Paul, but, you know. If it was Harden and Capella, whatever. It, it can't be him either. So, I, 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 there's no way. Also, you're talking about one year of Kawhi. So, it's they're not going to trade mean, James Harden. Conceivably, I mean, obviously Kawhi would take the extension – I mean that that would be the agreement. Nah. But... So so what you're saying is the team would ultimately be Chris. They would like go. Oh. So what you're saying is it would be Chris Paul, Kawhi, and LeBron, and all we're giving up is James Harden. Yeah. 
I mean, they'll, have to look, they'll have to look at that, but I still don't think that's going to work. Anyway, because it's, it's just, it just makes no sense. I'm, when not, you already saying, have... I'm not even saying it's a, it's plausible. I'm not saying it's, po- it's, it's likely. I'm saying it's plausible. I think there's a conceivable path, which, well, um, as everybody knows, the NBA draft uh, happened last Thursday, and uh, it was a pretty big fall in the draft, as always, due to injury concerns with Michael Porter Jr., who uh, is a high-talent prospect, but obviously uh, the back injuries kept him out for most of the, the college season, and he only played, I think, the last two games with Missouri. So, Asad, why don't you tell us uh, what happened and why he fell so hard? So I think the big reason he fell so hard is just because of what you said. It's a back injury and a, and a prospect. And anytime you hear a back injury in a young guy, you think of uh, issues with that, either recurrent back issues or you know major spine problems, complications with that. He actually had a very relatively small procedure for having spine surgery. We call it microdiscectomy. You make a small hole in the bone and protect the nerves and uh, actually take out a little piece of the disc that's pushing on the nerve. And uh, this procedure is actually pretty quick. It takes maybe an hour or so. Uh, you go home the same day. You're up walking, moving. The issue is that you can have recurrence after that. So uh, if you're asking me, is he at risk for having more back issues? Of course. Uh, you know, anytime you have this surgery, the hole you make in the bone fills in with scar tissue, but it's not as strong as the natural tissue. So um, there's anywhere from a 10 to 12% chance of having a recurrent herniation, meaning that disc bulges out again in the next 5 to 10 years. But even if it does, I mean, it's he could still have a relatively small procedure after that and get back on the court. Now, the issue is that uh, from where he's drafted, you're going to have to be patient with him because it, it could take up to a year or two for him to regain full strength back. So not saying he's not going to be good, but you're not going to see his peak as soon as you would if he didn't have this issue. So what, what do you think the chances of him sitting out next year are? Uh, minimal, not from this surgery. I think he he, he plays, and uh, it's just going to be working on getting his game speed back. Then why are those rumors coming out? I would be surprised if he if he sat. Uh, so his surgery was in November. Uh, it'll be almost a year, right? Because the NBA season will start in October, ish, right? Later October, I think. So uh, it'll be close to a year since his surgery which uh, you're, you're pretty much clear to get back to full activity of a few months, three to six months after your surgery. Uh, at that point, it's just re-strengthening. So I, I mean, obviously the NBA is high demand. Uh, he, I'd be surprised if he sat a whole year. I'm not saying it's not possible. Maybe they want to protect him. But um, at, at a, a year from his surgery, you're not really protecting much. It takes about 12 weeks or three months for that scar tissue to fill in. And after that, a lot of it is strengthening. Now, is this the same injury that kept him out uh, for the entire season? And, and you mean in November? in November? In November, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. There's no, so he so had there... he had surgery back in November, and he, you know the, the, when no one just has surgery immediately for having back issues. Usually, by the time you get to back surgery, you've had back issues for a while. So, um, I know a lot of the issue with his draft fall was because he was having spasms in his back which uh, is not unnormal for having, you know, the surgery. Um, but it might just be that he was pushing it a little too hard, and it's just part of the rehab process. So there was – so he was able to play the last, you know, few games of the season. So 
Um, was there something maybe that happened in training? I, I remember there was news that he had to cancel all of his uh, his uh, his pre-draft his workouts. workouts. Yeah, so I, so I think that's just uh, it, I wouldn't call it a setback. Uh, you know, I, hello. Okay. Hey, hello. can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I, 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 I obviously haven't been able to examine him or. Uh, I don't have any information. I haven't seen any reports that he has a new disc bulge in his back, which would be a cause for concern because it might mean more surgery. But uh, if it is truly just muscle spasms, that's probably part of the recovery process that he'll get over. So I wouldn't be too worried until we get information that uh, he's having recurrent symptoms, recurrent herniation kind of symptoms. But so far, I've, I've seen nothing to indicate that. Sure. So... Long-term prognosis, are we talking shortened career or issues during out his career like T-Mac or is something that I, he's going to do? I think he has, he, has, uh, he has about a 10 to 12% higher chance than uh, anyone else of having recurrent back issues. But that's, a, that's pretty much a 90% chance that he's going to be just fine. Wow. Right. Just fine. Wow, that's that's shocking. that's that in, in regard to his back. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, it's the NBA; anything can happen. Um, but I, I wouldn't be too worried. Well, you know who else is not too worried? The Dallas exactly. Mavericks. After uh, they made a, a pretty blockbuster trade in the NBA draft, and I know Adi probably has a lot of opinion on this because of his uh, his love for Trey Young and his hate for the Dallas Mavericks. So I'm going to pose a question to you, Adi. Luka Doncic, Doncic, sorry, Doncic, not Doncic, Doncic, Trey Young, or White Dante DiVincenzo? That's just his nickname, White. I don't know. White Dante. I like to call him White, though. Those are literally my three favorite players in this entire draft. (laughs) I know, so... I know. So, uh, first off, why why the love for Dante uh, Divincenzo? I'll, Let our I'll, listeners know. I went to his high school. Uh, it's a small all boys high school, Salesiana in Delaware, and we're dominant in every sport that Caucasian men can be dominant in. <laughs> so we we never we never won a basketball title in the history of our our state, which is pretty basketball crazy for. For a very small state, because it's basically a big suburb of Philly, which is a big hoop city. So, long story short, White Dante comes through, and uh, bear in mind, like you know, it's it's pretty hard to we we don't give athletic scholarships. We're an all boys school. It's really rigorous academically, uh, so we don't really. It's really hard to attract athletes in you know football and basketball and stuff like that. Was that why you were captain of the football team? <laughs> Boom! Absolutely, <laughs> and it's Delaware, and it's Delaware, it's Delaware, it's Delaware. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, all um, district, baby. <laughs> I think, I think, like literally being like, like Southwest Houston Metro third team would be better than being first team all all state Delaware. <laughs> but anyway, so but for basketball, they're they're pretty good in basketball because they have a lot of prep academies. So it's a lot of like out of state students coming in stuff. However, you know he chose to come through and uh, he led us to our first and second successive consecutive state championships. Uh, a lot of us thought he should have been a bona fide five star recruit, but uh, you know because he came from a small school, 
uh, you know, he, he wasn't like really, rec- he didn't really have the exposure and stuff that uh, a lot of people had. However, it's right, you know, our school sends probably 10 to 20% of our students go to like Villanova. Uh, not really 20, but like 10% of our students go to Villanova <laughs> every year. And it's a Catholic school and we're a Catholic school, like 20 minutes apart from each other. So, so you know, Jay Wright recruited time. it. Yeah, Jay Wright recruited them really well. And obviously it was, it was a wrap that, I mean, cause you're either going to go to Villanova or Notre Dame from our school. So, um, he went to Villanova and, uh, you know, he shined and seen this kid shine since he was 15 years old. So it's really, it's really good to see, really good to see. He's a high character guy and all around clutch jeans. And, uh, he did the right thing by coming out. I was really hoping he wouldn't fall to the second round. Like some people projected, he killed it at the workouts and yeah, that's why he's my favorite player. Now, I know it's I know it's not like necessarily the same area, but who's having a a better couple of past six months? Um Dante or Pusha T? <laughs> uh I guess Dante in the sense that in in the sense that Dante simply it won a championship and then went from in six months being a non NBA prospect to a just right outside the lottery prospect with a million dollar contract. Whereas I would take that success over Pusha because Pusha, we always knew he was talented and he was good. But I mean, while this is his crowning achievement, I don't know. I'm, I'm biased. I'm going to go with Dante. But I, I certainly could see the case for Pusha, no doubt. Sure. And I, and I guess the last draft uh, topic, I kind of I kind of alluded to it earlier before we got to this Dante top, topic, but um, Trey Young obviously got traded for Donkic. Donkic, right? I'm saying that right. Donkic. Donkic. I, I keep getting it confused. Donkic. Um, and those were obviously the two biggest guards of the draft, uh, two biggest names, I would say, coming into the draft. Um, so I'll ask it to both of you guys. Which one has a brighter future? I mean, I'm I, high on Luca. I'm I'm really high on Luca. This guy is polished. He's already I, been a leader, and he's young. So, I, if you ask me, the Mavericks won the draft. Um, I think, I think it's too much. I think that's what we think facially because we always think in the here and now. But yeah, but Mavericks, you have to. If the Mavericks end up giving the six or seven pick uh, to this year's draft, or let's say they. they fall in the top five and then they have to give it the fourth pick in the year after draft which could be the year that high school people come out that could end up being a pick that's really going to bite them in the ass because you got to surround Doncic with people however however i really think that i mean i think luca obviously has a higher sky but i think we're looking at a total carmelo Dwayne wade lebron situation here i think they're both going to blossom into stars and um, so who's lebron are you you telling me wendell carter's the lebron of this draft no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the LeBron of this draft could be either Mo Bamba or uh, Mo Bamba is not going to be LeBron. Come on. Or Wendell Carter. Or Zaire. Or Chandler Hutchinson. <laughs> Zaire Smith. Zaire Yo, Smith how, is like how a little Terry Rozier, man. That guy's got hold some on, hold on, bounce. I would like to give a little shout out to the Rockets getting DeAnthony Melton at the 46th pick. There wasn't a single <laughs> mock draft that had him past 25. Not right, right, right. we've had enough Rockets talk. Yeah. Anthony Melton. Um, Anthony Melton, new star. You heard it here first, first, first. New star, yeah. And uh, there's a new star 
In the soccer world, have you guys heard its name? Um, it rhymes with star, actually. It's VAR. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and VAR has... Uh, <laughs> dominating the headlines. <laughs> dominating the headlines. And I, as you guys know, the World Cup is going on. And so um, the Russian World Cup has been pretty incredible thus far. Uh, if you guys, I think you guys would agree with me. Quick, quick, um, quick interjection. Quick interjection. I think we got to give Russia a shout out here. The stadiums have been great. The pitches have been great. The people I, that I talked to that have been there said it's amazing. It's really well organized. There's been like the, the racism thing has just not been. A yeah, thing. no racism. Uh, there's been no like I was in France for 2016 for the Euros specifically, and it was it was a little bit nervy because it was coming off of what happened in Marseille and like uh, Nice in the south, where like you know the hooligans were there. None of that in Russia, but <laughs> you know Vladimir Putin's not going to let that happen. But <laughs> but but, uh, but as far as what happened with Sochi and the and the like, you know the lack of facilities and all that sure. sort of. None of that's there. So, credits due where credits due. Russia's and and by the way, no, you know what? No one's talking about this year. The ball. Remember how yeah. the ball, the ball yeah. has, been, has been a controversy every year. Yep. Look at these beautiful goals they're scoring because this is the first normal legit ball I feel like that's been as close to the league ball because every World Cup they've been trying to use these crazy balls, and everyone every time you hear about it, you're not hearing nothing about it, and that's why we're seeing I think these great goals. Like, how many Golazos have there been? Jesus. Yeah, it's been a we great, have, great World Cup. We have been seeing uh, some great goals, but we've also been seeing, as I said, VAR um, oh, yeah, interjecting VAR. interjecting in these matches. Uh, <laughs> VAR is so... like the Darth Vader of the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, and I, think, it's, I think it's definitely attributed to um, what's been going on in the World Cup. Of course, there's been like, <laughs> like six or seven I, I, penalties. Given. I think Barr goes to Vladimir Putin, and then he holds the country's hostage. He's hiding behind all those refs in the TV room. Yeah. Just... Come on, Iran, Iran and Portugal, right? <laughs> look, look, remember the, the Iran yeah. and Portugal. Like, look, technically, it could be a foul, but the whole point of VAR is to take questionable calls, and 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 like like that could have been neglected. And think about it. Russia has some geopolitical ties with Iran. What does Portugal give to Russia? Nothing. Russia needs Iran's <laughs> oil. Boom. All of a sudden, VAR comes <laughs> Exactly. Iran gets um, a penalty. Yeah. So uh, my question is to you guys, would you guys like to see VAR instituted in the Premier League? I mean, we're, we're big fans yes. of the Premier League. So, yes. yes I, 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 think, I think with caveat, right? With better, with better, like, Learn from this mess and make it better. That's it. So what I, is? I, you know, what, I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not as big of a believer that this is a mess. Though, I kind of like it. I mean, obviously, it's a little today, clunky. Though, you didn't see today. It's, it's a little <laughs> today clunky. Today was a mess. Avon was today not an absolute like poop show. It was. It was. It's a, okay. It's a little clunky, but I think for the most no, part, no. You got three minutes left in the game. Iran is attacking. It's in the flow. It's you know both of those games like. When you got three minutes left and you cut a game off for a minute to look at a video replay, the whole flow of the game is gone. Yeah, the end but of the game so, is garbage. so I, I I thought what they were doing was having a video review upstairs and then having that phone down. And then that would let them know, right? This that, guy ran off the pitch and looked at a booth after staring at this. <laughs> so, so it was an NFL. After, well, well, after, right? after all did. the players were shouting at him. So he had to wait for them to stop get shouting at him. 
<laughs> then, t- then he had to hear what's going on in his headphone. Then he had to go to the screen. I then he had to give farcy, a penalty. Uh, this should have been a Farsi translator for what they were doing. <laughs> so, so that's what I guess penalty. that's what I'm not a fan. Then of. they had to hear more arguing. And and the, that, the day, that's what the it, NFL it does, like, right? The NFL NFL will stop the game. You have to go watch the replay a hundred times. Then it closed the game. You know, so look. Again, Aspas goal. Is that how you pronounce it? Aspas. Is, is that how you say it? Aspas. Uh, uh, for Aspas's goal, I think see, it, VAR proved its worst. Because that goal was clearly onside. They had ruled it offside. Spain would have been... Com- Just think of the arc of history. How much it would have changed. You know, when Germany was playing England in the sure. quarterfinals two World, World Cups ago, when that, that goal that went in past the line, that didn't sure. go through... That would have made it a two-two game, and it ended up being a three-one blowout. You know, what I'm just saying. So Over the hand of God, huh? It, it, no. The or right? yeah, I mean, exactly. the legend of Maradona would. You have a World Cup that was pretty much decided by the hand of yep. God. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think I think you got to keep oh. it. There, there's just too much on the line. There's just too much on the line. Um. Yeah, I see all the positives of it. Obviously, it it helps correct great calls, but I also see or miss calls, but I also see drawbacks in it and it taking way too long and they i also think it, add I, a permanent they need to add a permanent video referee staff that's looking as the game is going live at what's going on and then specifically like for retroactive yellow cards so let's say it's the 30th minute and the 20th minute you elbowed someone in the nose but nobody saw they can give you a yellow card in that game at halftime for what you did. I think, like, I just don't understand why sure. they don't have a permanent eyes on. So that way, the guy on the field I, just listens and he hears it and he's like, okay. So I think my biggest problem with it is the fact that it just, to me, it just shifts the discussion of um, if, like, if a foul should be a penalty or not, to it shifts it to um, whether we should review or not. And that's what players are arguing now. It's like, Pepe was arguing with the ref, like, okay, this, you shouldn't review this, you shouldn't review this, blah, blah, blah. That's a very and, good point. That's a very good point. And, um, and yeah, sure, it does correct correct some calls, but I think there's also, like, with the Ronaldo elbow, like, he decided not to go to review, and he actually still missed a call, which it probably should have been. Or I don't know if he actually did go to review. I don't know if I think he did go to video, but I mean I think it should have been given reds. Either way, I still think there was incidences where the ref doesn't go to review and he actually Listen, should. I, 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 while I think in normal circumstances it would definitely have been given a red, I just don't think any referee in the world has the pressure to give a red to a Messi or Ronaldo in the world. Sure. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I think there's certain things that VAR can't calculate, right? Yeah, and there's also the fear that like VAR. Uh, just, I mean, just hijacks the game, right? Like, at, th- at what point are we going to say, yeah, like, the Iran situation happens, but Iran actually wins now, and, like, and the decision is so, like, borderline that VAR, like, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like a Des Bryant situation almost, and we're yeah. going to... I mean, I, 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 you, know, you know what hurts their VAR, just to interject real quick? Compared to NFL, the NFL refs have to make a ruling on the field, and then yeah. there has to be conclusive evidence it. to overturn this. There was not conclusive evidence to say <laughs> that 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 you know what I'm talking about the the, the Iran Portugal penalty was a penalty. 
unfortunately that's the end of the time we have today so thank you guys for joining us um you guys have any last words before i give uh you know our final thoughts yeah I, one more one more shout out to james harden working hard for five years and daryl morey rockets the anthony melton the next star I just want to apologize to anyone I didn't respond to on Twitter because I just saw 10 notifications pop up that I didn't see. Oh, uh, cool guy, cool guy, but, cool, uh, guy. cool guy. But uh, I'll, I'll get back to you guys eventually. I didn't respond yet. Yeah, okay. Well, this is the, this has been the Jocks and Docs show. Uh, of course, I'm your host, Saman, and um, I've had Adi and Asad with us here. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I think our handle's at Jocks and Docs Show. It might be the no, Jocks at, at Jocks and Docs. At Jocks and Docs. Um, you can also follow us at our personal handles. Mine is uh, at Amon is Fun, and I think Adi's going to create one specifically for the Jocks and Docs Show. So he'll have that out shortly. Um, you can also listen to this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts once we get it up and running. Um, hopefully, we're going to be dropping some more podcasts uh, more frequently. Um, but sports kind of being very slow in the summertime it's a little hard but you know we are trying to get that content to you guys our one listener who uh who follows us very passionately yeah we'll um, find you somewhere we're also going <laughs> to try getting new guests on the show uh if you guys have any topics or anything you want to hear send us uh, a shout out on twitter dm us do whatever you got to do to get us uh, a message um anyway that's uh that's our show thank you for listening bye Ciao.